0: Just
1: too much for me. Welcome inside your head. This is Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by actor, writer, director, producer, former newsman, Scott Takeda. How you doing? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Cool. Good uh, thanks for you. having me on. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. So, uh, so you got a lot of stuff uh, going on. I know uh, The Tale was at uh, Sundance. It's now on HBO. Uh, how did you get involved in The Tale? Oh, like a lot of actors, I auditioned. Uh,
2: uh-huh. It would be nice to, that I, I'm in a position in my life where people just, you know, call me up going, hey, want to do this? I'm uh, uh, not quite there yet. We're working on that. But uh, no, I had a chance to audition for it. Um, it's uh, it's a film. Um, we actually shot it three years ago uh, about a, um, a character by the name of Jennifer Fox. It's a it's real life story uh written and directed by jennifer fox about a documentary uh filmmaker who starts um finding out that uh, um you know an event in her life that she thought happened a different way in essence uh, probably was uh childhood sexual abuse
1: mm-hmm. so
2: it, it stars the uh uh, Laura Dern who got the Emmy nomination for the role and as well as common and Jason Ritter, Ellen Burstyn, Elizabeth to just a phenomenal cast.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, when it's uh, such a personal story and she herself is directing it, like how, how, how does that feel then to be on set? You
2: know, it's, it's when you're on set with, uh, somebody who's, it, it's their story. It's actually, um, I think it's a little more relaxing. Uh, maybe relaxing is not the right word, but it's like you 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 have the immediate source. You know, it's like, hey, in, in this particular scene here, you know, what exactly is the character thinking? I mean, it's 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 really quite helpful to have that. Um, I think on most sets, you know, you have a, a, a director and a writer and, and, you know, it may not be off of a real life story, but um, it's, it's nice to be able to go to the source.
1: Yeah. You said it was filmed three years ago, so it would have actually been filmed before, like because um, right now it's very topical, but it would have been filmed before, like the Me Too movement.
2: Yeah, that was the most uh, astonishing thing, um, you know, about this this whole experience is um, that it, um, you know, one day we we arrived at Sundance, no one knew about the film, and then it showed and then as we're walking on the streets of uh, uh of Sundance everyone's talking about it um and it it uh, it it kind of quickly grabbed the 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 mantle of the the Me Too movement and um it was it, it was really interesting to see um all the actors and and the director get on stage we see the first standing ovation of Sundance and and how really emotional they were about the um the reception it got mm
1: mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, obviously topical, but also something about I think uh, since it, it deals with stuff that happened when she was uh, when she was a child, and then kind of rediscovering that and how you covered up and everything, it uh, kind of talks to why someone does come out later in life as opposed to you're know, right at the moment.
2: Oh, absolutely, um, and you know at least it, with, with the tale that this, this was a you know, particular situation where. Um, you know the, the, sometimes especially in childhood these these events are so emotional and, um, that it that it starts to play with a person's memory and how they form their long-term memories about things so that's one of the things that kind of came out uh, from this film and that the the, the, the director and writer um, wanted to kind of bring out is the fact that it's you know it sometimes the victim doesn't always know at the time, especially when they're their children, that they are a victim
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's only after years uh later that they start realizing oh, wait a minute that that wasn't right what the, what happened there mm-hmm. and then I think there's a lot of times a, a lot of deep shame and regret about the event uh, that also kind of keeps people from coming out about
1: it, yeah, and I know the the website um uh, the the tail movie.com like uh can you go there and like the if you have like uh if something like this happened to you like you can uh you can tell them about it
2: yeah neil i tell you what that's one of the 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 neatest things about um um this entire process is that um hbo after they they purchased uh you know the film uh got together with the the producers and they created this really phenomenal website thetellmovie.com and you know it, it 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 provides um resources and help for anyone if, if you're if you watch the film and it somehow triggers you you know you can go there for help if you think your child has been through something like that you, you can get answers um you know if, if, if it happens to be a friend that you need to know hey, what can I do about it? There's, there's information about that, too. So just really phenomenal resources, well-researched by, by all these um, you know, national and international groups. Um, and, and then um, there's ways for uh, people to even have a private screening. So if, you, if this is something that you think will, would be helpful in your community to have the people in the community see uh you know they'll they'll find a way to to get you a copy of the film so you can have a private screening and then actually hold you know a a, a forum so people can be talking um mm-hmm. so it's really a terrific resource and i'm 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 mean, I'm on it right now just looking at it it's very impressive
1: yeah now before we started i just uh, you mentioned you were in colorado and maybe it's a silly question but uh do you like to do they make a lot of shows and movies in colorado uh, virtually none. Okay.
2: <laughs> you know, a long, long time ago in the 1980s, uh, this there was a lot of uh, film and television production here in Colorado. Um, for 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 a wide variety of reasons, uh, it, it disappeared overnight. Um, yeah, and um, it's it's been very slow in coming back, but it's it's kind of where um, you know I split time between Los Angeles and Colorado. Uh my family lives here in Colorado, so if I'm not actually working on something specific in Los Angeles, I tend to come back to Colorado.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, yeah, that's what I was wondering about. If uh, if, uh Yeah, well, but, I,
2: but but uh, interestingly interestingly enough tomorrow I'm uh I I'm on a plane to uh Washington DC cuz I'm um, shooting uh a new Netflix uh series uh that right now is is uh it's untitled, so I think they're mm-hmm. trying to keep things all hush hush about that. Um, cool. But uh, as I like to joke, I, I, I you know really live on a United Airline jetliner, and yeah. uh, I think because uh, I'm I'm flying all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Netflix. Uh, how is like the last uh, I guess five years or so with like so many shows uh you know exclusive shows on streaming sites like hulu and netflix amazon uh how does that affect the use an actor
2: you, you know neil it's it's been it's been interesting i don't know about what your experience is but um you know f- for me uh to have the opportunity to and get excited really yeah. to be on a a series uh that streams on amazon you know and i, I think about what what I would think five years ago what my what my 2013 self would be thinking if I would be talking to him now and saying, Hey, you're on a series right now on Amazon. I, I, he'd be going, I'm on a series on a website that sells books. I'm confused. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I mean, like, it, wow. it's <laughs> just things really have strange. not turned out very well for me. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. And and then, but in reality, I mean, that's where everything is going. I, yeah, uh, right. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I see that Facebook is getting into the game right now. So, you know, YouTube Red is getting into the game, Apple's getting into the game. So, um, you know, the, the, it used to be, you, you were really proud to have on your resume, ABC, NBC, CBS, and then later, you know, Fox. And then, uh, now it's, um, man, I, I, I I do work on those, the major networks, but, um, not as much as I do on the streaming services. It seems.
1: Yeah. And uh, most of the shows are great, like on on cable and uh, and the different streaming services. Like uh, for me, I would say it's some show. It's like a golden age of uh, TV. There's so many great uh, series.
2: Yeah, you, you really nail it on the head there, Neil. I mean, it's uh, there's there's so many great shows, and I, and I and I don't use that term lightly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, you know, man. At the at the turn of the century, you know, you would have, you know, every once in a while, like the Sopranos, and it's like mm-hmm. everyone would go, oh my gosh, yeah, 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 or The West Wing, and everyone would go, oh my god, that's a really terrific show. And they were they were few and far between. And now mm-hmm. there are so many shows that are just beyond belief. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm watching a, a movie. You know, and mm-hmm. um, and and the writing and the, and the and the directing and the cinematography and all of the various different crafts in it are just so exquisite, and it, and it, it truly is the golden age. And and the cool thing about it is there are so many of them. Um, mm-hmm. So it's I'm kind of at the point where uh, there's I can't watch everything anymore. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of my job to know all the shows out there in case I have an audition for it. But in, in reality, mm-hmm. I can't
1: yeah it would be be her life right (laughs) but uh the cool thing that's that's become a thing you know is um binge watching and uh you know back in the day like if there was a show on and if you didn't catch it when it was on like you probably just wouldn't want to never see it but uh now you can like go you know watch whole seasons of shows and uh discover something you know that was around it's a really wild completely different from you know when i was younger
2: yeah. And, um, you know, I had the honor of, um, uh, uh, working on a series called the first, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I, I uh, co-star opposite, uh, Keiko Agena, who is probably best known for being on Gilmore girls, mm-hmm. which I think when it first aired, it was airing on the WB. And, um, and, uh, now, um, this is a series that has been completely rediscovered because mm-hmm. Netflix has taken the old, the old episodes which were shot in four by three standard definition and they've rescanned the the old film negatives to high definition, 16 by nine widescreen
0: wow. and,
2: and they're streaming it. And an entirely new audience has discovered Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that you had that these shows that, you know, are 15 years old are now getting a new life. in this
1: company. yeah. 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 I don't like the wire. Like I remember like no one really watched it at the time on HBO. And then like, it seems like it's a really popular show now. And I think it's, you know, cause now people can, you know, binge watch it on HBO or, or Netflix and all these different things.
2: Yeah. It's, um, it's, and, and yeah, you're, again, you're talking about another terrific show that, mm-hmm. um, it's nice that it's, it's a, that it's still relevant Mm -hmm. that people can be watching and going, oh yeah, that still makes sense uh, to me in 2018 as well as, you know, it's such fabulous performances in that show. So for people to see this stuff again, maybe for the first time or again, the second time is very nice.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so many people from that went on to do, you know, so much more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 So when, when you go on a show that is like already established, uh what is that experience like with like the rest of the cast that that, uh, that have been there for, for a while
2: um it, it's 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 really nice i mean it's it, the you know there's there's kind of a, a rhythm to a show um I, I, you know for the the listeners out there you know being on a tv show is is not that much different than than going into and and, and working for an established business you know you kind of go in there and you know let's say you work in dentistry it's like okay well that's how this office works okay there's a there's a certain kind of rhythm and flow to it um and you know as you move around in your career you you, you work on it for different companies and you you find everyone does things a little bit differently uh so when you go as an actor when you when you go and you work on an established series there's kind of this rhythm and flow so as long as you're very open and find and as far as finding out how they do things a little bit differently. It's its really kind of nice. Um, I've also had the chance to work on brand new series.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's that's kind of interesting to see how, you know, how, how this new group of people working together for the first time kind of find that rhythm that eventually becomes the way they do things, um, you know, seasons down
1: the road. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, you know, the tale you did three years ago. And, uh, so when you make something that's, uh, years ago or months ago, and then, you know, it finally comes out, like, uh, do you lose track of it at all? Like, uh, you know, because you're filming it so many, so many years ago and it's not till you know, much later that it actually, uh, people are watching it.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, the, um, like with the tale we, we, we shot, um, yeah, fall time 2015 and, you know, Films in general just take a little bit longer to gestate, you Mm -hmm. know, to, to, to come to fruition. Um, whereas TV series, depending on a TV series, you might shoot something and it may air three months later or six months later. Mm -hmm. It's not unusual if you shoot a film and it airs a year later or even longer. And I think with the, the, the case of the tale, I think we shot a lot of it, um, in, in, um, Louisiana, and it was approaching wintertime at that point, and there was a whole bunch of scenes that needed to take place outside, in warm weather with horses, uh, mm-hmm. so they needed to kind of wait, and and shoot all that stuff in California, and and so, uh, it's 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 always interesting to and yeah you you do sometimes lose track. It's like you know if you if you're fortunate enough to be working on a, on a lot of projects, it's mm-hmm. you, you go well. Shoot, this film should come out sometime. I don't know, and then suddenly you'll you'll be surprised because it's like you'll get a note from your publicist saying, "Hey, uh, you've been invited to the red carpet uh, it's next week." It's like, what? So, and then sometimes yeah. you just you just you just discover it's like, oh, well, it's already streaming. Okay, uh-huh. I guess it came
1: out. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> what kind of stuff do you watch? Uh, not not necessarily that you're in, but. Uh, do you is there any TV shows or movies that that, that you're into when you have free time? <laughs> uh, the the
2: when I have free time is the the key <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's uh, I I I, I kind of going back to the the thing that we had talked about, you know, with the, it being the golden age of television. I I tend to watch a lot of what I would call, um, sounding a little snooty here, um, uh, premium television. Um, you know mm-hmm. the the stuff that you kind of see on the Amazons or the Netflixes or, or the HBO showtimes, uh, AMCs. So, um, loving, uh, better call Saul before mm-hmm. that. I love breaking bad.
0: Yep.
2: Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I was, I was, I got close a couple times to breaking bad, but, uh, just never quite got on. So mm-hmm. that's my, that's my, uh, that's, it's out there. It's out there. I'll get it. Um, uh-huh. But uh, and you know I'm really really enjoying Man in the High Castle and, and was very very fortunate enough to to book a role during the third season. So mm-hmm. uh, very very proud of that. Um, a really cool show um, on Amazon that doesn't get a lot of buzz, um, but I just love it. Is uh, The Patriot.
0: Mm, I just I've not that's seen a that.
2: Phenomenally done show. Yeah, it's 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 really really well done. It's um, it's it's about a CIA operative who is starting to burn out. And, um, you know, he, he, when he has to vent, he, he goes on stage and he he sings folk songs. And unfortunately mm-hmm. during these while singing, he, he may be releasing, you know, classified information. So, you know, his, his handlers have to always watch out for every, time he gets out his guitar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of quirky and, kind of quirky and kind of fun.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I always think, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Breaking Bad is, uh, the best, I think, show from the first episode to the last episode, just like the, the whole story yeah. arc. There's yeah. no like, uh, bad seasons or anything like that. Yeah. It did, they, what they were able to accomplish is just amazing. Yeah. And, uh, uh Better Call Saul just had the, uh, the season of, uh, uh, finale and, um, it was a great episode. And I, it was re- and I, I have not watched
2: it yet, so oh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm doing saying. the best job I can to avoid <laughs> spoilers. I'm not. I'm not going online. It's like, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So it's um, yeah. I'll probably I'll probably have a chance to watch it next week. So I have to yeah. just kind of avoid any conversation about it until then.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I really like Barry, which uh, won a lot of awards. That was cool. But I'd watch oh, it yeah. before it was up for anything. It was a really. Uh, really bizarre because it's, you think it's a straight up comedy, but it gets very dark as, as the show progresses.
2: And, and I, and I love that aspect about Barry and, uh-huh. um, and, and, um, yeah, I, I, I also had a chance to, to watch it. I actually heard the, the, the pitch. i um, I don't sit in the, you know, the, the conference rooms of HBO, okay. but I'd heard somebody talk about, uh, you know, an, an assassin who, who takes acting classes and it's like, mm-hmm. What?
1: <laughs> I like that's really weird. Uh-huh.
2: And then you know, it's it's it actually ends up being a terrific show.
1: Yeah. Uh, so so, what was it like to be on Drunk History?
2: Oh my God, so much fun! <laughs> I, like, I, I, I when I got off set, I told them, "Okay, guys, I don't care what it is, bring me back." You know, mm-hmm. I will play George Washington. I will play. You know, uh, Martha Washington, um, you know, I, I don't care. Uh, please bring me back. Um, it is it is um, a really, really well done show, and I'm very, very honored to to be part of season five. Um, you know, for the, the the listeners out there, it's a, it's a it's a history show on Comedy Central.
0: <laughs> right. And
2: what they do is they, they they get all these celebrities drunk and then they have them tell, uh, usually a not very well-known story uh, from the history books, like about Hitler or, you know, about uh, George Washington or something like that. And um, and then um, they, they, they cast actors to to relive exactly these, these stories, including mouthing the exact words of, of the drunk actor, which is both hilarious. And, and the funny thing is, you learn a lot watching that. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
2: and I, I just think, man, I wish they had drunk history when I was in <laughs> elementary school going right. through history. Because I, I think I would have ma- learned a lot more and maintained a lot of the information uh, a lot better. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah and, and, and what was the interesting thing? What it was is we the, the episode I was on uh, was talking about the Japanese internment camps. Mm-hmm. which we all thought at the time, Hey, you know, that's something in the, in the past. And then, you know, suddenly you have all these children being separated from their parents and put into internment camps. And it's like, mm-hmm. are you, are you freaking kidding me? And it is It came out at the right time. And I thought, Oh my gosh, just repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so it was again, kind of similar to the tail being shot, you know, three years before the me too movement. This was shot, yeah. uh, about, you know, ten months before the the that that whole sad chapter of our history uh, started uh, coming out, and and it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, we're we're we have internment camps again in the United States. Very sad.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Very sad and disgusting, really. The um yeah. So um, you didn't you don't get drunk for uh, for the show though, do you? No. For your reenact.
2: No, I know. no. We do, we don't. Uh, I I uh, that would that would be interesting to do that, but uh, no. Uh, they, they the reenactors. Um, they we we all stay very uh, sure, sure. sober. And and the cool thing about you know the show is you know the various different folks that they get to 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 do the reenactment stuff. You know anything from Colin Hanks to Jack Black to you know Bob Odenkirk, Busy Phillips. You know. I mean th- th- really really big name actors and actresses um do this because everyone wants to be on the show it's fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um <clears throat> I noticed that you directed you've directed several short uh films. Uh, is that something you'd like to do more of?
2: Yeah, so um you know, I had a. My, I, I started out in um yeah, in in television news. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was kind of my, my background. So, um, you know, I've had the chance to do a lot of so-called production. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're telling stories, um, that are happening right in front of us, uh, at a very, very, you know, quick turnaround, uh, turning, you know, storytelling, uh, in, in an hour or two. Um, so, uh, learning how to do filmmaking, um, is something that we've started to learn how to do uh, by doing shorts. And so we're, we we first did the forty-eight hour film project. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, yeah. So you know, you, we we ride shoot and edit a film in in, in forty-eight hours and and, mm-hmm. and compete that way. And it's a it's an international competition that's held uh, you know locally at you know, cities all across the country and around the world. Uh, so we started that way. So, it was a nice way to be able to 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 do something very, very quickly and and have fun doing it. And then we started doing films on our on our own, and we're on our uh, on our last short right now where our next project will be a feature.
1: okay. yeah, because yeah. I, um, I I do a lot of uh, movie festivals uh, attend them. and I always wonder what happens to a lot of the uh, the shorts because like you know you can't sell like a six minute DVD or ten minute whatever. So, uh, like, active festivals, I always wonder what happens to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for a lot of folks, they just put
2: it on YouTube. Uh, you know, in our particular case, you know, we have had a chance to, to get distribution for two of our films um, uh, through Shorts TV, which is a cable channel that, uh, that shows nothing but short films. Um, so we're, we're real proud about that. Uh, we didn't get paid a lot we we got we got paid in the very 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 low hundreds of dollars for this <laughs> uh so yes we we're hundred heirs. um <laughs> but uh yeah and um but i think a lot of, for a lot of folks shorts are a way for to, I, again like for us to kind of learn the craft
0: mm-hmm. and it's
2: also a way to kind of start building a reputation
0: yeah. uh so show people
2: what you, what you can do start exactly kind of a calling card
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's kind of what we do uh, i think at the festivals it's it's a kind of a networking thing and then a chance to kind of show your your goods against everyone else's and just see what the judges say
1: yeah so uh, what 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 kind of genre would you want your feature to be you know
2: um we always tend to do dramas
0: mm-hmm.
2: um I think we're very comfortable with comedy. What we tend to do to is a lot of our um, films tend to be pulled from our own personal life. So maybe it's a comedy, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the one that we um, completed for our premiere last year is a film called The Outsider, and um, it, it's essentially about um, my wife's story of meeting my uh, big fat Japanese family. I mean, uh, when they get together, we're talking about a gathering at least in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of our ch- It was our first time when we were dating, um, having a chance to, to to meet the extended family and how overwhelming that was.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so um, I guess that was, that was a, kind of a dramedy of sorts. So,
0: yeah.
1: so
2: drama, dramedies, comedies, that's
1: kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. When you're at the festivals, what's the experience like of watching something you made with an audience?
2: You know, it's, it is interesting because, um, um, you know, you normally when you when you uh, by the time you get to the, the festival mm-hmm. phase, um, you know, you've, you've edited that film that's been seen, seen you know, hundreds of times. And so um, when you see something that much, it, it tends you, you're, you're expecting. you know you know what the next lines are. Sometimes you're even mouthing the lines as they're happening, because you just have the entire film memorized. And so it's interesting to have a chance to view that film through fresh eyes through an audience that has never seen the film before, and then see kind of where they laugh or, or where they don't laugh. It's like, "Wait a minute, that, that was a funny line. No one laughed there. Uh-huh. Uh, but they laugh there and, and so it's kind of a it's kind of nice to have a chance to relive a film through through other people's eyes and, and I think that's always very rewarding.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, do you ever change well, I guess it's, it's a short it's a little different, but um, I was just wondering if you if you ever make changes in what you make depending on how the audience reacts.
2: I, uh, you know that would be a great idea. We never even thought of that. Um, I mm-hmm. think in, in our particular case, um you know usually by the time we're at the festival we're moving on to the next Mm -hmm. um thing so uh, we we really don't change anything Mm
1: -hmm. um but that's that's a good idea uh, i'll have to think about that all right (laughs) so uh, what what made you want to become an actor or a filmmaker uh oh
2: great question um Wow, Neil, you 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 you, you throw a curveball at me. Um, you know, I uh, I think I've always been a visual storyteller. I think uh, if you were to take a look at my life and say what is the big through line, um, I have this passion for storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think storytelling is is um, a very noble and important, um, profession. And it's been with us since the beginning of time. I mean, you know, people wanting to explain an idea from their head to someone else and, you know, we've had cave drawings and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. So people have, have for years wanted to kind of share stories. And it's one of the the things that, that gives us our humanity that, let's everyone know that we are not alone. You know, you're not alone. I have a, I have a similar kind of story
0: Mm.
2: and it kind of unites us. So I, 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 am I'm very passionate about that. And I, I happen to have, uh, you know, work in a subsection of that storytelling thing, which is the visual storytelling angle. So television, uh, news was my background. So I think getting into, again, filmmaking is kind of just a natural outreach of, of what, where we were at. Um, you know, we were in, in TV news, you're still working with microphones and, and television cameras and lenses This you're just doing storytelling at a, at light speed. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as acting goes, you know, I started out as a, as a reporter. So, um, I, I, kind of enjoyed being able to tell stories in front of the camera. And I think when I moved behind the camera, um, in my career, I kind of missed, missed the, the on camera part of that. So, um, you know, I, I, that's, I think that's maybe why, what kind of got me thinking about, hey, what about, you know, I don't know, getting on camera. So mm-hmm. it kind of just was something that I had missed doing. And I, so I started taking acting classes and then uh, got an agent and was able to start booking. So,
1: yeah. Very good. Where can people find like uh, your short? Well, not necessarily shorts, but what you're up to.
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, you can certainly go to my IMDb page. Uh-huh. My name is Scott, S-C-O-T-T-A-K-E-D-A. Um, You can go uh, use that, uh, put an at sign in front of that, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scott mm-hmm. Um They can go to com. They can put a photography at the end of Scott Takeda and see my photography, uh, professional photography website. Oh, I did not know uh, that. photography.com. And my directing site is Tichetta Entertainment.com. so a lot of places. Or they yeah. can just Google me and
1: find me the <laughs> And then all that stuff comes up. Yeah, I think that's sometimes when I ask people about like where they get, and then I'm thinking, well, they could probably just Google and find all these things. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on how uh, how unique your name is.
2: Uh, that that is true, and 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 it was strangely strange. Here's a weird, quick, uh, funny story. There's another Scott Taketta actor. Oh, really? Says, what
0: the heck?
2: <laughs> like, Scott is not that. Com- I mean, it's not an unusual name, but it's not that common of a name. And it's like
0: what?
2: Yeah. I think so uh,
1: trust me, when you Google my name, you get me.
2: You don't <laughs> get him.
1: <So. laughs> All right, you I have to ask about this because it's in. Uh, uh, you know, they send me a, a little bio about you. At the bottom, it was, says that he refers himself as a banana, and I have to. Uh, wh- where yeah. where did that where did that term come from? Did you uh, you're the inventor of the term banana? Did you hear it somewhere else? Explain what banana oh, is. Oh,
2: that'd be great if I was the inventor of the term. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: no, no, I I cannot claim that. That would not be mm. accurate. Um, banana is is actually a Derogatory term. Um, oh, I'm sorry for bringing it up. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's, it's, at least I think it's kind of a derogatory term. I it's, think it's, it's, it's kind of a derogatory term for, for a, you know, like a Japanese or Asian person to talking about another person. So um, basically, it's, it's a way of saying that I'm, I'm white on the inside and yellow on the outside. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, w- I would say it's a derogatory term, except for it's 100% accurate. Uh, for me, because you know, I I grew up in a in the small town of Fort Collins, mm-hmm. and um, I, 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 there, there there it was just a small little town, and everyone there was white, and everyone treated me like one of the kids. So I just assumed I was white, and that's kind of has been my entire upbringing. Um, my mother is I'm almost fourth generation. Mm -hmm. So I'm so separated from, you know, the motherland of Japan that by the time I came around, no one was speaking Japanese, you know, no one was really eating Japanese food. So it's just, it's just, it was, it's, I, you know, I I think somebody would look at me and go, Oh, you're not real Japanese. So you're a banana, (laughs) you know, and Uh it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not real Japanese. That's, that's not a, that's, that's not an exaggeration. I, uh, you know, it wasn't until fairly recently, uh, when I met my lovely bride that
1: I started eating sushi regularly. It's like, (laughs) you know, so. Uh You enjoy the sushi once you have discovered it.
2: I, 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 exactly. But it's not (laughs) like it it was a common occurrence, uh, uh, at the, at the meal table. I mean, KFC was like a common occurrence, you know, Uh Salisbury steak was a common occurrence, but, yeah, you know, and Japanese food, uh, maybe, you
1: know, once a week, maybe once every other week. Something uh, like that. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> well, now I know what banana is. I won't, I won't go around calling you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, and I think it's meant to be derogatory,
1: but in my case, it is 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. So are you working on anything currently? Seems like you're working on a lot of things, I guess.
2: Yeah, again, I, I think I just I had mentioned this. I uh, just, uh, just uh, booked a, a new Netflix uh, show, right. which I cannot say anything about. Um, I've got uh, Mr. Mercedes coming out in, I think, a couple weeks. Um, it's on the Audience Network. Mr. Mercedes is based off of a Stephen King novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man in the High Castle on um, Amazon just came out last week. The first is still streaming on Hulu. Um, we're working on our next uh, short film right now we've got a shoot in a couple of weeks and I'm sure there's more, I continue to audition so um, yeah we'll just see what the world brings me
1: very good, well I appreciate you coming on the show and talking to me, it was a lot of fun I appreciate you having me it's been fun talking to you, Neil very good, well thank you Scott I hope you have a good rest okay. of the
2: day appreciate it, you take care thank you. you as well, bye
0: My School friends are off in college now And I get high and watch TV all day Living in my mother's basement's really not that bad I got everything I need and I don't pay Think I'll make it through it. Things have been going south since I had puberty. It looks like growing up is just too much for me. I was doing fine when I was still a kid, swapping baseball cards and playing ball. Then came high school classes that I couldn't understand and girls not notice me at all But I never asked to grow up So please don't make me do it I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty It looks like growing up is just too much for me When people say I need to make a move I just agree but I say not now No, not right now When they say I need to get alive? life me. Hey.